Okay, so continuing on in Belovav uh, Mishkanev, Nesaram page Yudches. It's on the bottom of the page, Peace Chof Aleph. So now, now Belovav uh, is going to take it to the next, to the next step, the next step. So a person clarified what the tachlis is, which is Kirvas Hashem, attachment, attachment to the Rebbeinu That's the tachlis of life. We know that the Rebbeinu gave us mitzvahs in order to get us to that tachlis. We know that a person can fulfill mitzvahs in a way that's superficial, even if the person's not like uh, going through the motions. He's, he's thinking about it, but he's not thinking about exactly what the mitzvah is supposed to be doing internally and, and, what, and what is happening internally. He's just completely focused on the externalities of the mitzvah. And by doing so, although in, deep down he might be having dveikas, but he's not uh, allowing that dveikas to fully you know, be experienced. Now, by the, by the way, there's an important question that we have to ask ourselves, which is, who cares if you feel it or not? What's the difference if you feel it or not? See, it's a very, very important question to answer because people make a very big mistake in thinking that dveikus, attachment to Hashem, is an emotional experience. And that, that's what dveikus is. So if the tachlis is dveikus, then obviously it means that I have to feel it. That's not true. Dveikus is not an emotional experience. Dveikus is a reality that's taking place between the creator and the created. That dveikus can happen when you're in, 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 in a physical sense, when you're doing a mitzvah, it could be intellectual when you're learning. So what's the ending of feeling? Why is it necessary? So the truth is, you don't have to look too far. It is a mitzvah in Torah of the Haftas Hashem Lekecha. Yer Hashem is a mitzvah. So clearly, you're fulfilling a mitzvah when you feel that passion and that excitement for Yiddishkeit, because feeling passionate and feeling that sense of closeness is part of that mitzvah that's called Avas Hashem and Yer Hashem. But, but to explain why, again, but to explain why it's necessary to feel, so, Drew, this was only, we only have a little bit of time left, so I don't know how much will be inside, but I think it's an important question to answer. You know, Reb Chaim in the beginning of Nefesh Chaim, so he talks about how the Rabbanu Shalom made a person B'Tzal Melakim, in the image of Hashem. And so, the way the Nefesh Chaim explains it, and it is, I mean, he, he just talks about it in great, in great length, and it's like famous by him, but the truth is, this is, this is true in all uh, streams of Yiddishkeit, that Semelakim means the Rabbanu Shalom made the person in such a way where everything that happens in the world depends on us, right? We know it depends on us. More than just it depends on us, it's encoded within us. In other words, just as there's an entire universe out there, a spiritual world, a physical world, you name it, that's encoded within the human being. So there's a part of you that's shaykh to the highest world. There's a part of you that's shaykh to the Amazon rainforest. There's a part of you that's shaykh to some place in the Antarctic. Rotzadik, in fact, has a klal. He says that the truth is... Um, there's, there, you know, there's such a thing when, when a person like, has a pet or something, right? Or a piece of chicken that you're going to eat. There's Ashkach this. There's some connection between your neshama and that particular parakeet and that particular uh, piece of chicken, right? There's a, there's a shaykhis there. But something says the truth is, you have a shaykhis. There are animals out there in the, uh, the savannah, you know what I mean? That the, in the, uh, in, uh, you know, the, the plains of Africa or something that are wild animals that are shaykh to you. They're also shaykh to you. You might not own them, but they have a shaykh to your neshama. More than that, tame animals are shaykh to that part of you which is tame. Wild animals are shaykh to that part of you which is wild. And so this is, uh, this is how the person is in Eilam Kadden. Now, 
So that's Aleph, Beis. The Tachlis of Bria is what? Until now, we've been talking about the purpose of creation in terms of Yeravayda. But what is the Tachlis of Bria from Hashem's perspective? From Hashem's perspective, the Tachlis of Bria is that His presence should be manifest and experienced and, and, and saturated in every single part of the Bria. Molekarts Deus Hashem. But Tachlis is, from what the Rabbanu wants, is that every blade of grass, every zebra, every lion, should be, it should be, the God's presence should be so clear in every single corner of the Bria that, that you should be able to experience Him and He should be obvious when you come in contact with a, with a leaf. And that's what's going to be with the Yomais Mashiach. When Chazal, when the Pasuk describes Mashiach coming as lions and sheep being able to coexist together. The meaning of that is, the deep meaning of that is, is that that's going to be an expression. That, why is that? What's not a miracle? Like Hashem is just going to make a nace that lions and sheep will be able to, to hang out together and won't be a problem. For what? What, what exactly? The answer is that, that that's symptomatic, or in a, in a positive way, that's reflective of the fact that Rabbanu Shalom's presence will be the achtos, the oneness of Hashem, the, the shleimus of the Rabbanu Shalom, the noyam ha'elyon of the Rabbanu Shalom will be so pervasive that it will be experienced even in animals. So how do you get to do that? Again, we're the Eilam Kadden, we're the ones that not just deserve that to happen through our mitzvahs and meis and taivim, we are the ones to activate such a truth. If the Tachel Sabri is that the Rabbanu Shalom's presence should be felt in the Amazon rainforest, then that means that you have to bring God's presence to your Amazon rainforest. The Tachlis of Avodah Hashem is to take all the different environments that are within you as a human being and to bring God's presence to those environments. One of those environments is your intellect. One of those environments is your actions. And one of those environments is your speech. One of those environments is your emotions. The area of emotions, it's the reason why it's important to feel and avoid Hashem and to feel His iris is not because that's the definition of Dvekas. The reason is because that's a huge, that huge domain of what a human being psychologically is. And if that territory is, is left out in the cold, then, then you're missing out a huge chilek in the Bria in terms of what the Tachlitz Bria is going to be. This is why Dvekas is so necessary to encompass all different areas of life. Not because Dvekas is defined based on any of these particular environments, but Dvekas has to encompass all of, all of life. This is why Yiddishkeit encompasses all of, all of our activities, uh, how to tie your shoes, how to think, how to feel, how to speak. Is because not because Hashem wants to be in control of all these things, he already is. But the point is that we the Rabbanishal wants us to bring Hashem's presence and Hashem's consciousness and Kirvas Hashem, as he's talking about, to all different strata, all different ecosystems in our in our own life. The Mela, as an oil of Kadin, that will manifest in the Rabbanishal's presence being in the whole in every ecosystem in the Bria. And that's what the Tachlas Abri is about. So that, that's why, you know, uh, you know, so, so, there, there, so there, it's, it's certainly true that there are certain, there are certain Bhatti Medjish that may be a little bit more hyper-focused on bringing Dvekas to particular ecosystems in the, in the person. That's true, but that doesn't mean that that's what the definition of Kirvas Hashem is. It's a very important point. That's why if a person doesn't feel, like the Baltanya writes in Sefer Tanya, that if a person goes through all the exercises to think about Hashem Yisbarach and to be Davik Hashem in the mind to the extent that it should result in emotional activity and emotional excitement of Havas Hashem, Yerz Hashem, and it doesn't, says about Tanya, okay, okay, that means the Rabbanu Shalom is telling you, you did everything you can, and for whatever reason the Rabbanu Shalom has decided to put a block on 
your heart, that it shouldn't be activated by these thoughts. But that's not, that's fine. It means you did whatever you had to do in, in Zell. It doesn't mean that you're missing out on Vegas. You did exactly what it is. For whatever reason, the Rebbe in his infinite wisdom, decided that he's not going to allow your heart to get ignited from what you're thinking. But your Avaida is to do everything you can to think about the Rebbe to become Dovik to Hashem as much as possible in all areas of life. And hopefully, you'll be able to feel it. But the and feeling you, is not the Etzim. Yeah. Sorry. No how problem. How do you know that there's not a blockage? In other words, so it, 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 it could be there is. And the, that's, that's why, I mean, it's, I mentioned Sefer Tanya, for, for example. That's why, in specifically, in Sefer Tanya, he goes through all the different exercises and the different types of contemplations that a person should do in, that should result in an emotional fervor and excitement. If you go through those steps... Says about time, you go through those steps and it does not result in his iris, okay. Then you, then you don't beat yourself up. You don't say, oh, I'm not sure. It is what it is. Rabbi Hashem has decided that, this, that, th- that, that my avoida for today or this time is not to bring Kiris Hashem to that ecosystem that's called emotion. So it's different avoidas. When a soldier is, is being sent, when the different battalions are being sent by the general, you go to conquer that territory, you go and conquer that territory. It's not to feel bad. Why am I not given that? Ever, every all of these areas have to be conquered. No, so by some people, the ikra void of that of their lifetime or of that particular day is to conquer the territory of the of the mind. Okay, some people their ikra void is to conquer the territory of the heart. Some people their ikra void is to conquer the territory of their actions. No, it's not, it all has to be conquered. So, uh, you know, and everyone is there. There is again, and you know. Even within the individual person, there's your Iker territory, and then you also have to do the best you can on the other territories that are maybe not your Iker thing. You know, I'll give me a with this, but there's a there's a in Chabad that there's two types of Eden. There is a maskil, maskil not, not like uh, non-religious. Maskil means like your seichel, like his Iker Indian is seichel, you know. And then you have an Ovid. Ovid is the Iker, his Iker territory is the emotions. So in Chabad they say. This goes all the way back to the, to the first uh, Rebbe's of Chabad that used to say every maskil has to be an Ovid and every Ovid has to be a maskil. So that's a chilek. So they say the difference is like this. A maskil is someone that wants to feel what they think. An Ovid is someone that wants to understand what they're feeling. So the, the issue is just what's the origin point and what's the, what's the, what's the focal point of your life? To feel... Kirvus Hashem, and Mela to establish a to, to build yourself in full. You have to also understand what you're feeling. That's your Ovid. or your Ikar is to understand. But in order to complete yourself as a human being and to develop your ecosystems in Avodas Hashem, you also have to feel what you're thinking. But that's but a human being is like that. And and when you know that distinction between a mask and Ovid, you could understand. There's a lot of people divided into those two categories, and it's not a. It's not one worse than the other. It's different avodas, and every mask has to be an avid too, an avid mask. Yeah. Like a video, That's no. There's a there's an ishamis. There are maskilim. But again, like the Chabad is saying that that tradition is saying is that every mask also has to be an avid. But the ikker, but that person is going to primarily want to understand. But his avid is also going to be to feel what he understands. So you have to be, you have to be there's, no, there's no such thing as a person walking around that's just a head. And there's no such thing as a person walking around just a heart. But there is such a thing as a person who's be'ikr head, and there's a person that's be'ikr heart, and that's fine. But either way, Dvekas is not intellectual, and Dvekas is not emotional. Dvekas is a metzius ruchani of the nefesh that is then experienced intellectually 
emotionally and practically. But it's it's nispashed. It comes from a deeper place that's called the nefesh alukis. And that's going to be the point in the next part. As Hashem will guess, we'll continue next week. Tomorrow we'll learn some Namil Melech, but learn next week about what exactly does it mean, Kiras Hashem, and what are the exercises to take that mitzias of closeness to Hashem that's really in the neshama and allow it to be experienced in the nefesh of Amis, in the intellect, in the emotions, and the actions. But this is a very, very big aside. People make this mistake all the time to associate, to define devekas with emotions. It's not the definition at all. It's a very important point. Okay.